0: discover the Dakota lithium difference. Dakota lithium is the leading manufacturer in lithium iron phosphate batteries for boating, RVs, golf carts, and electronics, all backed up by our legendary 11-year warranty. Here at Dakota lithium, we take pride in manufacturing batteries to help you go further, last longer, and play harder. From the woods to the water, our goal is to help you live a life without limits, no matter where your passions may take you. Join the Lithium Revolution now. Use the code WAYPOINT3 for 10% off your next purchase at dakotalithium.com. Next Saturday, Christmas comes early.
1: Unbelievable. Welcome to this incredible scene. Bills. To the end zone.
0: Chargers. It's a touchdown. An exclusive NFL game. That's fantastic live in primetime wow. only on peacock with a
2: christmas gift to their fans they're having some fun now
0: bills versus chargers next saturday seven thirty eastern exclusively on peacock
1: what's going on you guys welcome to not back to to the aggressively average angler podcast this is our new podcast i'm really excited for it i've been looking forward to this for how long paul two uh, and a half months Our three week break took two and a half months to complete. So we apologize for that. That said, we're really excited. Our first episode of Aggressively Average Angler. This is gonna be a lot of fun. And if you guys aren't aware, we've been posting lots of stuff. If you aren't aware of the purpose of this show, It is so that we can learn together. We're gonna bring on guests who are proficient in things that we are not proficient in. And today we wanted to do a nice softball episode because like it's not something I'd say we're proficient in, but it's something that we've been dabbling quite a bit in. And this guy got us into it. So our very first guest seemed fitting. He's our buddy, he's from Michigan, he's running a company that we use a ton of baits from. It's called Mule Fishing. You guys might know him as Ethan Do Better, or as he recently changed his name, Fish? Is it underscore anything?
0: It's just Fish Anything. Uh, There's no underscore. Okay, fair. You're no, better yeah, than Paul. Yeah, to underscore on Instagram, but just call me. <laughs> Tell me Ethan. How about, just my name's Ethan.
1: Hey, we call you <laughs> Ethan. We want everybody to know where to find you though. So Fish Anything, previously known as, or formerly known as, if we could do like, you know, the symbol Prince uh formerly known as online outdoorsman um i'm really excited to have you on this is like the perfect first episode because we're gonna ease right into this baby and we're gonna have a ton of fun so ethan how are you doing tonight man
0: i am doing great i'm so happy and honored to be the first uh first person on the show i imagine you asked about 20 anglers before me but i do appreciate the fact that i was able to to make this happen i'm it, man
1: we asked not one zero we only asked you we were like we're going for the home run i'm just kidding <laughs> That's awesome. we we talked to a few but it just made sense we we're like you know what it would be like an epic opening for this show it would be like a guy we fish with a guy that we use a ton of his specifically his fishing plastics you know and who got us into a whole new thing and we want you as a part of this episode to try to get others into this as well because we have heard you know some people get into it a lot of people are like i don't want to do that i don't want to slow down i don't want to like throw light stuff i want to catch big fish and i think this episode will be eye-opening for them so i'm really excited about it and of course we're joined as always by our co-host uh paul underscore j underscore glass he has underscores because he's a loser i love you sorry anyways paul how you doing man
2: Doing very well. First words on the podcast, uh, just getting ripped. So that's nice. Thanks. Uh, and it's good to be <laughs> back as be. With, with all of our friends here. <laughs>
1: uh, and you guys know Chaz from the previous show of 100 and almost 20 episodes. Uh, Chaz is the man behind the screen. He is the one who pushes the buttons and makes the things go woo, I guess. Uh, but he does the things. He's amazing. And he's going to be rolling our big, 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 Stay with me now. Big giveaway tonight. We're giving away an XL roller bag from Fish Lab Tackle, which will include uh, all the tackle trays, which is three 3600 size and 1,3700 deep. No, 3,3700. 3, 1,3700 deep. I 1, got it. 2, 3,
2: plus the deep. Yes. We're crushing I, it. You know what? I'm great gonna intro, Chaz. I'm going to completely fill this with baits, y'all.
1: It is gonna be filled with oh, wow. baits. So that's going down, end of the show. You guys are awesome, hang with us. Thank you so much for coming out for this first episode. Thank you so much, quick shout out to Monster Bass, one of our amazing sponsors, who just dropped a super chat for $49.99. 1st super chat of the show, already better than most of our super chats from previous show, AKA. We're better i love it uh no appreciate you monster Bass. you guys are amazing thanks for the support we've also got rob harrison longtime supporter member for 13 months norlax crew he says let's go nerds love to see y'all back hey man we are so happy to be back and then we got jason ng <laughs> here i go with the last names already nailing it uh who's also just joined the burly bunch elite so jason thank you so much all right without further ado because i've Really I'm You've really broken your time
2: limits. So you know Q of the D, if you're not familiar with the prior podcast, <laughs> we have the Q of the D, which is the question of the day. What we do with the question of the day is I make up a completely random question that has nothing to do with fishing and a lot to do with fun. And I ask it to everyone on the show. And I usually extend it to the guests first if they're ready. So the question of the day, <clears throat> it's a little bit of a twist. A lot of people <laughs> like to ask people, what superpower would you want to have? No, 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 no. What superpower would you not want? Specifically, what one would you not want to have? And then and then why?
0: Uh, I wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't want to. What's the one where you can like read people's minds? No, no interest. That's really good. Telepathy. (laughs) Uh, That that would would be scary. I don't know fancy words.
2: I'm also very ADHD, so I would be reading so many different people's minds. It would be like an instant bombardment, and I wouldn't even know how to. I would get that's a, I would go insane so quickly. That's a good, that's a really good answer.
1: Oh my gosh. I do love that answer. Someone said
2: super sensitive smell.
1: (laughs) That sounds god awful. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go way left field. Hang with me. This is actually, I think it's a DC character, but I remember it specifically from the show Kablam. If you guys remember Kablam, it was like stop motion okay. animation. Miltman with the power <laughs> to melt.
2: <laughs> like, being, being, the rock guy, being the rock guy from Fantastic Four, they kind of oh, called it out, but it's yeah. not a good superpower. Like it's it great sucks. to be like the juggernaut, but it's not cool to be made of rocks. Um, I would, uh, my, I would say that probably was the most popular answer, which is what I expected. I expected people to say invisible. That power seems like it would suck after like two months. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a
0: I would definitely bad you, guy. You know.
2: Yeah, it seems better than but like feels, you're always invisible, like the Invisible Man. Not like you can selectively like be invisible. Oh, that's a curse. No, yeah, like when you're just invisible, just, that's, no, that's, that's just a like sucky power. Or,
1: or it's like the <laughs> Kevin Bacon starring Hollow Man, and you know you just become evil because like why wouldn't you be? I don't
2: know. Oh, that would be horrifically evil. All right, I like it. So that is the Q with the D. We kept it short, and I kept it extra short because Jeff went over, and wow, now we are so transitioning. You're transitioning into the show meet. So the show meet uh, is going to be like the main content, the the uh, the main course of the show, if you will. Um, and this is where we're going to pepper Ethan with questions. And our goal here is really to extract as much information as possible uh, for we're going to target like beginner to inter- intermediate anglers, right? Like we want to we want to start with like, let's understand um, if I'm maybe not comfortable with ultra light, if I maybe never get exposed to it, if I want to get better at it. Um, you know, what are some of the, the core tenants? So I guess one and thing, oh, go before ahead. Jeff. You do yes. hang on and I'll
1: be the chat supervisor if you will for fancy words for Ethan. uh so greg lord outdoors says uh member of 17 months by the way the Snorlax crew which by the way i didn't mention this intro we do have memberships so you can check join below uh if you guys are watching this on youtube and we do all sorts of cool stuff including members only live every single month which is a blast and special giveaways just for you so if you want to check that out click join below but he says three of my favorite fishing dudes super excited you guys are back again Thank you so much. We are excited to be back and thanks for popping in, man. We also got Jesse Hoach who says, just want to pop in and say, welcome back. I'll catch a replay later, but got to put the kiddo to bed. Totally get that. We both kind of sped do that to, you know, get the show going. Uh, And then we got Pima, Pima 623, member for 18 months. Oh my gosh. That's a strong relationship we got going. And he says, let's go all lowercase, no exclamation points. I love that. (laughs) Very bland. Let's go.
2: (laughs) All right, Let's cool.
1: proceed. Let's, let's dive in. <laughs> oh my gosh, never mind. Army Outdoors 88N is here. member of 19 months, he had to uh, supersede the other person, so he got over Pima by just one month. This uh, He says, this awesome, guys. This is awesome, guys. I love you, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> so glad you guys are back. Uh, graduated from my Army school last week, too. Congrats. Bravo, man. dude. Nice work. I know it was a lot of hard work, so good job, man. All right.
2: All right, so I guess uh, one thing I want to do is I want to sort of like define ultralight because I think ultralight probably occupies maybe a different space in a lot of different people's heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Ethan, if you were going to define ultralight, how would how would you actually do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, quite simply, I would just say ultralight fishing is using an ultralight power rod. However, I would extend that to just light gear in general. You know. Mm-hmm sub six pound test, um, light or ultralight power rods. Um, anything medium light and above is, is kind of entering more of a standard bass tackle, um, standard walleye tackle, that sort of thing. So I'd say ultralight, light light power, sub six pound test.
2: And then when you, yeah. And then, uh, when you're talking, so uh, we haven't got a chance to talk about this yet either. We mentioned, uh, Ethan's company, um, mule fishing supply co uh, if if you if you're a follower from the YouTube channel, you've seen Jeff and I use uh, their plat- the, 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 the plastics constantly and the jigs constantly, um, and they are hyper focused on you know the ultralight angler. So mm-hmm. uh, within that spectrum, right, what kind of weights are we talking about? Like, what kind of weight spectrum would you consider ultralight? Define light or
0: ultralight? Yeah, so ultralight can be a pretty substantial range. I'd say like if you're like crazy into ultralight and going what I would say almost like super ultralight micro, you know, you can be in the 180th ounce jig size, right? Tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, but that's a little extreme. Um, I'd say like your core ultralight experience is usually like one sixty-fourth on the low all the way up to like one sixteenth. Um and then you can obviously get into something more like an eighth and three sixteenth ounce, but you're kind of getting to the point where that's actually higher than the rod ratings. And so anything above three sixteenth um is really not really suited for ultralight fishing.
1: Dude, I, I just love that fish on the southeast is in chat right now going like, I don't own anything under 12 pound test. <laughs> We're like, we get it. You fish big baits, dude. <laughs> love that. Well, and it, that's it, kind of the thing for this episode, right? Is like, if you guys are like, I only fish big baits to catch big fish, like I, I hear you. I appreciate where you're coming from. I want you to, as as anglers, like the whole point of this show is that we broaden our horizons, that we expand the tackle box as it were, that we accept of these different fishing techniques, and we try them out because there's always a place in time, right? Like you may be fishing up north Michigan, and you're going to be like, that. Uh, you could be throwing a drop shot and just crushing it, or you could throw a nine-inch glide and, you know, sit there and twiddle your thumbs for a while. I mean, it's up to you. Like, we want to get good at everything. That's kind of the goal of the show. It's like, what if after 10 years of broadcasting, 10 years is a long time, but what if after 10 years, we're just amazing at everything? Well,
2: enough, and, th- right? and that's, and actually, my next question is so when you are like, what's your favorite part about ultralight fishing? Because get, actually, give us some of your background because you've not always been yeah. the ultralight guy, right?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So I grew up. I really got into fishing in general hardcore in like high school when i was able to start driving and whatnot Um, and then fell in love with bass fishing you know became like really interested in it started competing did some tournaments in high school and then went to college did tournament fishing in college graduated continued to do my bass fishing thing but one of the things about me as a bass fisherman i've always been a finesse angler it's always been kind of my strength um, Ned Riggs before Ned Riggs were called Ned Riggs, Midwest Finesse, hashtag Midwest Finesse. Ooh, um, OG over here. Hey, I have to throw it out there because it's it's that, one man. of my claims to fame, dude. I'm yeah. um, famous. But yeah, you get the point. Um You're famous guys, Ned Riggs, um, shaky heads. I was really big into finesse, even just like on the the casting side of things, I liked you know, finesse jigs. I was just slow-moving presentations. Anyways, as time went on and I entered the workforce and life became more busy and um fishing time became more precious i found that i started playing around with some ultralight equipment a little bit more and i had done it in the past but never to like a serious level and the more i started fishing this the less i started you know the less i was fishing with my bass gear and i just all of a sudden i just kind of kept falling more and more in love and what i realized over time was that I didn't feel like there was a lot of companies truly like serving the ultralight market and that's kind of where Mule came from. Um, and so it's just one thing led to another and now all of a sudden I'm like wildly addicted to it. I've caught tons of species and I'm finding more and more interest in new you know, types of fishing, but, but all the common thing is you know, light line and ultralight gear. So um, yeah, that's kind of it. Dude, and that's
1: just it. Like you can catch anything, including giants on it. And I gotta tell you guys, like the most addictive part I think was one of two things. One river smallies of any size, because as soon as they get in the current on an ultralight rod, you're just like, whoa! Watch that thing bend. It's um, so fun. And then the the second thing would be when you hook into like a two, three pounder, it feels like a ten pounder on an ultralight with like that light line. You got like a a one thirty second ounce jig on there. You're just like, okay, we're in for a ride. It's a blast. We got hooked on it because we weren't into this really before we knew you. I don't think. Like, we, I mean. I think we had you on then we dabbled in it we're like yes and then we just like bought all the things and got into it deep um so yeah i really appreciate you for that because it opened up and this is again it goes back to the theme right like you opened up this whole new world of fishing to us because we hadn't been doing that we're like flipping jigs in the river we could be throwing a little donkey tail junior and just absolutely smacking every species that exists in that stretch So much fun. So worth it. I love it, man. And I I do want to call out Mark Terrio as well. Uh, Mark Terrio has been a member for 19 months. He had to, like, level up with Ralph. I love that. So he says, putting together my first ultralight rig because some guy said I need one as part of my three necessary (laughs) rigs. Uh, So this is well-timed. Welcome back. Thank you again so much. And uh, you must be talking about Paul's video where he said, these three rigs. That was a fun video.
2: I did and you know Jeff and I can went back and forth on that video a little Mm bit um, and it actually started I got a question I don't even remember where the question came from but I got a question like if you're gonna buy like one type of like uh specific gear like you're gonna buy Mm -hmm. a rod and reel combo that's made for like a specific type of tackle and my first answer in my head was like okay medium like a finesse a finesse rod again for bass fishing, a finesse rod a medium spinner and then I was like well You could get like a medium heavy and probably do a lot of that, or you can get a medium right off the bat and you could probably do that, you know, a lot of that same stuff. And I was like, well, then I would get a crankbait rod, crankbait rod for sure. It's so helpful. You can use your bladed jigs, baits, any kind of travel bait. I was like, well, that's, that's my next answer. And that's still a really good answer. And then I was like, but if you're a beginner fisherman or even an intermediate fisherman, having the ultralight rod. It All it does is make you want to catch more fish and it also helps you learn a lot of things. And that was actually like, I will say this about ultralight fishing. I don't think I've learned as much doing any other kind of fishing faster than when I started ultralight fishing. I learned more about where more fish are. I learned more about different types of species and I learned more about how fish react to color. And honestly, it's probably as simple as because the presentation was downsized. I am an option for more fish. So I caught more fish. So even Mm -hmm. if I wasn't catching only the big fish, I was much, I was much more quickly able to like narrow in on a pattern that worked. I was much more uh, quickly able to narrow in on whether it was like action or color or whether color was bright or dark or chartreuse or purple or whatever. I was able to like narrow down and figure things out more quickly because the feedback was more constant because I was catching more fish and all of a sudden. I like was putting puzzle pieces together that I was using for like my medium rig. <clears throat> and then I was using for my jigs, like my full size skirted jigs. Right. And then again, like I just don't know if I've learned more. And then on top of that awesome bundle of learning and education and fun, the, the fun factor was like 10 out of 10 because I caught my personal best on one of Ethan's jigs uh, and, and plastic combos uh, smallmouth. It was a, a five and a half, Over Well, it was over five and a half pound smallmouth. I had my son in between my legs in my kayak and I caught I caught that fish. And it was like it was in it was totally nuts, like completely bonkers to have an ultralight rod with, you know, four pound test and, you know, six pound braid and be and have a small the biggest smallmouth I've ever seen in person in my life and then bring it in, bring it into the boat. So I I think that like
1: ultralight does not catch big fish
2: Uh, yeah right you're
1: lying to me don't lie to the people i have it on video so i guess i guess what i would (laughs) you you
2: know you would like jeff's talking about like you know maybe you're just a jig fisherman or maybe you're a big bait fisherman or whatever the part of the experience here is i I would i would highly recommend this as part of like a, a someone who's a beginner immediate angler like uh setups like if you're just getting your first couple of rods wonder if it's one or two rods if it's anything more than one rod if it's two to three rods i highly recommend that that ultralight combo is one of them because of that exact thing you can learn a lot you can build confidence catching fish and you can just have fun which is going to get you more into fishing so um that was that was kind of the the genesis of that video which i thought was awesome so um anyways my next question uh actually i just kind of answered it but um you can't answer it. Our guest is supposed to. Answer I know. It. I was cool. actually going to ask you. That. That.
0: You guys seem to have this under control. Well, you know what? Saying, Ethan, with you, is
2: Bye, there Ethan. It, is there is there a is there another reason why someone should have like an ultralight setup handy at all times? Because you're somebody that carries one 24 four seven.
0: Correction. I carry way more than one these days. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes.
2: oh yes. it was never my
0: intention to have as many ultralight rods as I do. It was never my intention. I fell into this, uh, this major problem of having. I don't know. I don't want to try to count them because it's too many. Well, um, let me ask
2: you. Let me ask you this then. When you so you have like a, a, a large you've and actually if you guys haven't watched Ethan's videos, he does some amazing um, reviews on different yes. ultralight rods, and there's kind of like this whole series that you can watch of him like going out and buying like a you know a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollar uh rod that maybe you're like I don't know anything about this but it's probably good. Well now you can know. So I would <laughs> I would highly recommend watching those and let yeah. him spend the money first and try it out and then give you an expert opinion. So I would recommend watching them. But so let's say I, I was agree. gonna have yeah three Dude, let's these say these are
1: the best reviews I just want to throw it in like those so are good. the best reviews. If you guys are looking for ultralight setups don't go to us or anyone else. Go to Ethan. Uh, and real quick before Ethan answers this, I do want to just call out Greg Lord Outdoors again okay. for the super chat for ten bucks. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, I love that if your day isn't going great, the ultralight with a DT Junior can come out and save your trip. We've posted multiple videos about that. Uh, Bonus is when the bigs eat and uh, you hang on for the ride. 100. percent. That's what I'm here for all the time 13 fishing seven foot five silver for the win. we also run defy silvers bit shorter five six but love that so yeah ethan like you just showed what, what did you just show us by the way what was that oh it was another
0: rod um one that i i just did a video on that i haven't actually edited so it'll be up on the channel here in the next couple of weeks but i'm kind of no going previous. back to the question and kind of going back on a comment you made uh jeff mm-hmm. so you mentioned how you know you kind of some of the content i was putting out and like the connection with you was what led you down this whole path of ultralight um but i just i can't help but think about the time we went out and we did a little one-on-one like bass fishing and, and that was fun and whatnot we kind of we caught some fish and eh, had a good you time. destroyed me okay well i wasn't gonna i was gonna be humble okay no, it's okay you won <laughs> so okay well i destroyed uh, i destroyed jeff in a one-on-one whatever but after that so we kind of we're trying to figure out okay so what do we kind of what do what want to do now we've kind of finished this competition up so we were fishing around a little bit and that was a perfect example of kind of what paul was talking about we got out the ultralight sticks and we turned a pretty slow bite yeah. into a absolute you know smash fest i mean we caught a ton of crappie some really nice quality bluegill yeah. and so an ultralight is really a good stick to have around to kind of save your day. I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what a couple of the comments mentioned as well in the chat. Um, but on top of that, to Paul's point, you can learn a ton. And I think to kind of build off of what Paul was saying is a new type of fishing in general allows you to learn more about other species. And so whether we're talking about ultralight fishing or fishing with big, heavy gear or whatever, I highly encourage all anglers to try to learn more about other species to actually better themselves at what they want to be good at. So for example, if you want to be the best bass fisherman on the, the earth, I will tell you that if you spend all your time bass fishing, you're going to be good, but I think you'll actually get even better if you spend a little bit of time chasing perch, chasing pike, chasing musky. And the reason is because yeah. in whatever bodies of water you're on, they all have a relationship. The ecosystem has all these different moving parts. They've got all the phytoplankton and zooplankton, which then gets consumed by the tiny bait fish, which then gets consumed by the little bit bigger fish and then the bigger fish and so on and so forth. And if you can understand how all those different fish are fitting into the ecosystem, then you're gonna be better at the bass or at the pike or whatever it is that you're going after. So that's kind of my main goal in life is like, I wanna be the best multi-species fisherman out there. I want to be really good at catching any fish in any water system By the time I'm like an 82-year-old dude, you know, having a bush light in a rowboat because that's kind of my planned retirement. (laughs) <laughs> that's perfect <With laughs>
2: unlimited plastics <laughs> with unlimited
0: <laughs> so i just kind of ranted there i just like rambled no no no. But... no it's perfect oh, that was yeah.
2: great and it and it leads me to uh, another question so we talked about multi-species angling being well, kind of, uh, before, your, oh, before your question
1: it leads me to the collusion of this friggin ridiculously loaded voting scheme what are you guys <laughs> are you, you can't even see Paul's beard. How is he getting fifteen percent of these votes? I fully appreciate it and concede to Ethan, but
2: <laughs> Wait, I will not weird? lose to a translucent. That just beard. no. That just means that both of your beards are uglier than my invisible beard. So there you go.
1: No, Ethan won. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan should win. You should cap right, it off at sixty-nine percent. But there's no to way. Me. <laughs> there's no way that Paul is beating me. Get out of
2: town, oh you man. Favors. Anyways, so, you had a great question. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we talked about we talked about um, you know becoming uh, uh, get at fishing multiple species, and I, we it, if, again, if you haven't checked out Ethan's uh, YouTube channel, it's fish anything. It's no longer the online outdoorsman. It's fish anything. Um, we've seen you. We've seen you hunt crappie. We've seen you catch your targeted uh, golden grail uh, bluegill. The hunt for um, ten.
0: The, the, the over 10,
2: which was amazing. Yep. Um, we've seen you definitely catch bass. I've, I saw you catch a walleye a couple of weeks ago. So that was awesome. Oh. What what species do you feel like you are going to target next in terms of like looking at that list and saying, all right, I'm a multi-species angler. I've kind of been working on the perch. I'm getting yep. pretty good on the other
0: panfish. What's like what's next on the list? I go back and forth so many times. So I've got about 10 ideas for what I want to do. And I can't tell you at this time what is going to be prioritized first. But some of the things that are most exciting to me, I really, really want to just dedicate, you know, a couple months to Pike. I, I just want to do that. Um, I love Pike. Um, I I don't love them when they snap me off and cost me money. But I do love them when I fight them and when I get to, you know, just admire them. I mean, they can get really big. Um, yes. They hit like just a freight train they don't fight as hard like throughout the battle as a bass but they hit so hard and so mean um so that's one but another one is is yellow perch i i I don't know much about yellow perch but more specifically i'd like to know more about them throughout the entirety of the season and why i say that is because i can catch them good through the ice i can catch them good at ice out but the second the water temp gets above about 45 50 degrees they're unspawning and they just become less active and i catch them but just not regularly so that's definitely a species i'm intrigued by um and aside from that i i want to continue to learn more about just like river smallmouth um you know I, i feel like when i go river smallmouth fishing i never know i don't feel like i truly am dialing in a pattern i feel like i'm just fishing and i want to better understand moving water what i grew up with in kansas was reservoirs um farm ponds but i didn't grow up with like rivers um mm. for smallmouth especially so that's something i really want to focus on but i've been saying these things for a while now and I just time is limited man I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing what i'm doing
1: we get that 100 percent. and on another perch i caught a massive perch the other day uh and i believe it was, a, it was on a free rig
2: yeah it was <laughs> on a
1: free rig yes and it was absurd it was massive and it should have been my taco but I, I didn't feel like dealing
2: with it anyways that would have been that would have been dinner for one it was a job it, it would have been a I know. certified, dinner.
1: No. certified hey, honestly let the giants go
2: i That's, know
1: i mean uh. i typically do but like yeah if paul's there We're i'm like hey you want to eat, food eat this thing like let's <laughs> go eat this thing and then he has
2: to make me make the executive decision to put food away which i'm not good at <laughs>
1: But also, Pike, like, it's been a crazy weird year for Pike. I just want to point that out. Like, for Paul and I, we normally are in the multi-double g- digits at this point in the year and speeding up towards the fall. So this year, I think I caught five, and I caught two of them this weekend. So it's like, wait, what is going on? So, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, like, and we'll have somebody awesome at pike fishing I'm, I'm sure at some point that's the point of the show right I would love to learn more about pike like where are they what are they doing was I just accidentally catching them yes probably like <laughs> how could I target them better and do a better job with that that would be amazing but I, I would wow. love to see you do that uh, a couple people mentioned like musky perch I think would be huge like largely either seen as overrated or underappreciated uh, type fish like I would love to see more of that as well So, and yeah, it's, it was fun with the, like the, when you were going on that series for the 10, that was fun because it creates that storyline behind that fish too. And like, most of us maybe are just like, Hey, I'm going to get a line wet or catch fish sick. Like, but you know, the point of our show is we're trying to get better at doing that. So you can be like, does that water? There's probably fish in there and I can catch them. Uh, And I want to know how to do that better so like the search for the 10 was cool because it was like you targeting specifically these like big deals like how am I getting on these things I love that
2: should we do a min- I, I was gonna one? say can we do that can we do one I, I want to go have. one thing and then I'll do the I'll run I'll run the in show. My okay, favorite okay. part about catching a pike is for sure number two is the is the hit. Like they yes. do they are the right. hit is startling. However my favorite part is when you catch a big one. And they're in one of their big runs. They do a big run, and then they just flop over, and they kind of they start coming in, and then they do another run when they realize that they're about to be pulled into a boat, and then they flop over. Then there's usually one more run when they see the net. Mm -hmm. I like, I I love it when Paul loves the runs. (laughs) I like
1: Paul loves the runs. This is these are facts. (laughs)
2: So the irony is, my favorite part is actually not the runs. My favorite part is when you get one of the bit, like the big one, the big like yeah. that are angry and they finish a run and then they just stop. When you catch a really big one that's well fed in cold yeah. water, they'll get there will be a point in the fight where you you'll think you have lost that fish. And it's because they've decided um, they're not moving up. and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And you'll be like. You can slack line and they won't go and then all of a sudden they'll give up. But it's like that moment when they're just like, no. No, that is my
0: favorite yeah, part. When you dinner. set the hook and you thought you broke off because the fish is yes. so fast and it comes at you so hard. That yeah. it's, oh, there's nothing. Oh, wait, reel down. Oh, he's on <laughs> like, because they are a thousand miles an hour. Just like they're incredible. Yeah,
2: they are. All right enough pike love on the bass mostly show uh, new mid-show, segment, mid show segment so we talked about some we, we came up with some new segment ideas i'm not going to introduce them all right now but i'm going to introduce one of, one of the new ones so this segment is going to be one of our mid show segments which we have three new ones this one is called nerd or dork and so the idea here is that Nerds are cool and dorks are dorks. So we love both of you guys, but, you know, there's like a positive connotation to nerd. And there's sort of like a maybe you're not a nerd. Maybe you're just a dork. So and then we what we're doing is we're going to outline a thing and you have to determine whether this is a nerd thing or a dork thing. So in this case, uh, the one I came up with, because this is something I do all the and we, time.
1: And we need a vote for this job. So you can turn off your colluded, ridiculous beard <laughs> vote.
2: Did Jeff lose? <laughs>
1: I feel like no, Jeff lost. You lost, but only oh, by like one percent. Barely, just by like
2: one percent closer, closer than what you thought. Twenty-one percent to Jeff with the best beard. Sixty percent to Ethan, which we knew was coming, and eighteen percent to me. And Jeff's terrified. All right. Uh, so, nerd, ner- is this a nerd thing or a dork thing? Uh, singing Disney tunes with your full chest as an adult. Again, oh, that's nerd
1: good, dork
0: bad. <laughs> Am I supposed to answer? Or is this something you're going check? first? You're the everyone you're the is guest. voting. Everyone's gonna, gonna vote. Chat's it's gonna nerd. vote. I, I nerd, not
2: even close. Yes, yes, yes. you Thank get God. it. You get it. First of all, what's the
1: guy's name? Peyton Parrish. So, Peyton Parrish does that Mulan song that changed the game. Like, if Be you guys man. aren't listening to, yes.
2: Be A, Man Man by, Peyton a Parish, Be by Peyton Parish is my most played song of 2021. And you would not guess. Like, how, it's by would, like 500 plays. I was going to say, you wouldn't guess the number of plays. It's easily 500 plays. My son. No, it's it's 500 over my next top a played day. song. My son, my son can sing the whole song. <laughs> yes. That's how much is being and he, played. And he only asked for the metal version. My wife tried to play it when she was in her car and she tried to play the regular one, which, by the way, is Donny Osmond. Nope. I had no idea. Stunning revelation. Yes, found that out. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, try to play the original from the movie. And he's like, no, this song sucks. Play the metal one. <laughs> Dude, the Peyton Parrish
1: version is so good. If you guys are not listening to Disney covers, please do yourselves and your eardrums a massive favor <laughs> yeah. and go do that. It's all over like Amazon Music or Spotify or wherever. You can find it. There's whole playlists of them. Some of them, absolute trash. But it's probably like a 70-30 split. Like 70% of them? Higher than you think. So good. And uh, because it's Halloween coming up, there's a whole Nightmare Before Christmas uh, album that is all covers. And it's I think Corn is on there. Rise Against is on there. Like Flyleaf. Like it's real good. You guys should definitely look at that. Total so, nerd
2: move. So who has who has the best who has the who has the best soundtrack? What Disney movie? Which Disney movie?
0: Yes. Let Ethan go first. Uh, is is Tarzan a Disney movie? Yes. Yes, and that's a yeah, great answer. 100%. Yes, Bill Collins. Bill, Collins. Bill <laughs> Collins. rushed it. <laughs> yeah. Don't even try. <laughs> oh. Ooh. I
2: mean. Yeah, well, Mulan like, only has two really good songs.
1: It does. You got to look at the whole album. They're the elite. two songs can't carry the whole movie they
2: can't. and it's album. So though. good, it's, that's why.
1: Venues, not gonna lie.
2: Well, what it, does? I mean, the paper Yeah, Ala- so Aladdin is my vote. Oh, Aladdin, Aladdin is like hit, hit, after hit
0: after hit after hit after hit. Yeah, It's yeah. insane. Yeah.
2: They're all good. You got to just Hercules all... has one <laughs> good song that carries the it. whole movie. But very is, much. But is crap otherwise. Uh I will say Frozen is underrated. I don't care what anybody says. And Frozen, Moana too. is top notch. Moana's top notch. Sounds like you just like them all, Paul. And quite honestly, I that's do. Okay. I, like every, every, I like every I like mean, every single Disney exactly. song I can sing probably I it should be embarrassing how many of the songs I know by heart. But it's not. I don't, I don't care who it's knows. Because it's, it's a nerd thing. It's not it's a fine. dork thing. It's You're been decided. Nerd. It was actually a lot closer. Than it was I way it was closer.
1: Oh, 56% no. Nord f- nerd. <laughs> nerd. <or> nerd. <laughs> I was being your kid for a second. Bye, Nerd. Uh,
2: 56% nerd.
1: 43% dork. Wow. Wow. You and really Canto, find out a lot about people when they say... it
2: overrated. <laughs> Little Mermaid actually is pretty good, but it's it's only like three songs. It's not. You can't compete with the elites in that one. I love it. Yeah, all right. I, I would so, say like a lot of the
1: newer ones were very good soundtracks. Like I do enjoy the Encanto soundtrack as well okay. as Frozen, Frozen Two. Like all those things, like real nice, a fun listen. Phil Collins went so hard. <laughs> he did. he unleashed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that yeah, dude. He was he unleashed. <laughs> Phil peanuts. went. He like, went hard. They're <laughs> like I Phil. Totally we really need an album. No, one. only on this show oh, Phil
2: when are...
1: literally they're just like hey phil we just need some songs we've got a new disney show it's gonna be pretty fun and he's like okay
2: all and right mike vogel just called us out he says i'm not gonna lie this isn't exactly a single rail all right that's fair this was a predetermined stop on the monorail podcast though so we are hopping off and we're getting back so um yeah, we're still on one rail. Trust was, me, bro. This was a stop on on the line. <laughs> we can um, go further. <laughs> so we're getting back. We're getting back to ultralight. So I wanted to talk a little bit about setups. So what is some, how do, how do you end up with a bunch of setups other than just buying some? Like if you, like, what are sort of like, if I'm going to, if I was going to buy, let's say I was going to buy three types of ultralight rod, are there even types and what
0: types should I be targeting if I'm types? like getting into it? If I'm being honest with you, I do these ultralight rod videos because I don't want people to own way too many. I yeah. I think a lot of times Good point. this is like a hard thing for me because like I I do all these things and sometimes it feels like people are like, oh, like, oh, I need 10 rods. Like, no, I'm saying the opposite. I'm doing these so that way you can pick the right one from the start. You can get by with one ultralight, you can get by with two ultralights. Anything above three, I would say, is is excessive. And I'm living excessive at this time. <laughs> Eventually my goal would be I would like to find a rod that I can kind of hopefully maybe work with the company, you know, say um, it louder, say it with yeah.
2: your chest.
0: <laughs> <find> <laughs> and kind of have a rod that is like a more of a signature series and doesn't have to have my name on it by any means, but I want something that I really like for all purpose and that I can get behind. And I would like to just fish that. And that would be like mostly pretty much exclusive. However, at this time, Um, i've used a lot of them and a big part of the reason that i do these is because there is a lot of variance and i would say there's more variance between ultralight power rods than there is between any other power rods because it feels like rod companies have a hard time defining um what fast means what Mm -hmm. what ultralight means and so i've found so much variability between this rod and this rod and, and all different price ranges um so i guess my my point is is um One, you don't need too many setups. I would take a look at what you plan to throw and what you plan to target. If you are going to be fishing with a lot of jigs and you're gonna be fishing um, for like a harder mouth fish, like a lot of bluegill and other sunfish, maybe some small bass, you're gonna want a fast rod. You're gonna want something that's a little stouter feeling. If you're gonna be fishing with like little spinners, like um, you know, like a little rooster tail or something like that, maybe you're gonna be targeting some more trout. Maybe you want to do a little bit of crappie fishing, and they've got a little bit, you know, they got paper lips. People say you might want something just a little bit softer blank, right? So, so the same principles I would say that apply to bass fishing apply to ultralight, um, and so it's kind of just according to what type of fishing you're gonna be doing, you want to find that same. That Same flex with your rod, so um, I, I guess I'm just kind of going really all over the place here, but no, this um, is
1: pretty on point, my
2: friend. <laughs> you're, you're tracking, you're,
1: you're like, I'm so what, scattered. Here's specifically what you need steps one, two, and
0: three. Yeah, man, I, would, <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, I, w- I would say if you just want one, I would try to find something that's fast, but not like weirdly fast, mm-hmm. um, because that can basically fish anything. And an example of that would be like a temple fork trout and panfish. It's been a really versatile rod for me. Um, I have the six foot model as well as the five, six and seven foot. Again, too many rods. Um, but the six foot, um, that length seems to do extremely well for, for numerous occasions. And I've used it for all species and I've had tremendous success with it, whether I'm throwing treble hook bait or a jig. Um, if you plan to fish mostly jigs and you plan to fish for some of those harder mouth species you know, stuff like the 13 fishing to five silver for 50 bucks or the Shimano Sensolite for 50 bucks, great entry level, or kind of like that mid level. Um, if you want to go a little bit higher, you can obviously go into something like a Dobbins. Um, -hmm. some of the Daiwas are incredible. Um, and they're, they're generally pretty fast and they do extremely well for, for jig fishing. Um, yeah, that would be kind of my, oh, and then I guess technically if you want something with a lot of flex to it, something that's not fast and you're going to be throwing a ton of spinners. Um, I, I did like the Finwick Eagle a lot. Mm. It was definitely a little bit more of a moderate feel to it. Um, I just picked up this Moonshine Rambler, which I'm going to be doing a video on soon. It's a sick rod, but nice. it's more moderate than what I would have looked for. Ooh. And it kind of proves my point. What I was talking about earlier, it's like... This Moonshine Rambler, they call a fast. And you put this next to a Dobbins, which is also listed as a fast, and a Temple Fork, which is also listed as fast. And all three of those rods could not be more different. This is a moderate. I don't care what they call it. It's a moderate. Um, The Dobbins, they call it a fast. Maybe even an extra fast. Temple Fork called a fast. True fast. (laughs) So that's why I do these videos, because it's just all over the place. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and it It makes them... It makes a I'll say this, it makes a monstrous difference. So I used to fish yeah. ultra ultra all of the time. It was like my jam for a couple of years <clears throat> in the in the creeks and rivers specifically. And the I found myself only using small crankbaits and small spinners, inline spinners, because of the fact that I had that Fenwick Eagle, which I loved, but I would be missing hook sense constantly. Fish would I would think I would have a fish on because they'd be gripping the bait so hard and and I didn't penetrate, um, and so it it makes a and then once I got into the thirteen fishing defy silver that Ethan recommended for it which by the way for fifty dollars plus uh, I can't recommend I, I I did in the video you can see the reel that I recommend but for fifty bucks it's like you're losing money if you don't buy it, um, and that yeah. rod on a jig setup is. I think it's perfect for me, especially at the five six, because I have caught giants where the rod is bending all the way down to the reel, and I have caught super tiny fish, um, yep. all all using ninety nine percent jig style baits, and I have loved the entire experience. But it has made for
0: a completely different experience. The fast action, and I am I am so keen on a fast action, and I. Even if I'm throwing a spinner, I would still rather have it be fast than have a moderate, you know. I I just think you can feel so much more. You have so much more control over your bait and you know when you get a bite. To to Paul's point, when you use a little bit more moderate rod, you're constantly having that tip bouncing around. It's always wobbling a little bit. So yeah. you feel your rod, you never feel your bait. And when you're throwing when you're throwing true ultralight stuff, one thirty-second ounce jig it's hard to feel your bait if you're not using the right type of rod. So I would say no matter what style of fishing you're doing, I would really try to lean into something at least semi-fast because the temple fork, I could do it all with that. Like I could easily throw a spinner for trout and I would have no issues. Um, So anything less, you know, anything more moderate than that to me is like, I'm just not looking for that. It's probably
2: hurting your chances.
0: Yeah. For a lot of things it is. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah, so, I mean that's that's huge. And and this is again to the point where if you guys are looking to get into this, like take it from us. We took the recommendation from Ethan to go get what we got. And it you nailed it. It worked. <laughs> like we really enjoy the Defied Silver. Okay. I actually have the sense of light for my BFS setup, which is I believe a question we were gonna ask today. Wasn't that was it? my you that was gonna be it. Up?
2: I have I have one question before the BFS question. I really want to get to that okay. one. Fine. So my next Table question, it. and this is What what's your what is your recommended line setup? Because I I have come to understand when it comes to the whole setup, to me, and my and this is my opinion, what what I've learned in the last couple of years, to me, the reel is the least important as long as it's close to the right size, you're you're okay. The rod, I have a hard time determining what's more important. The rod setup as long as it's good or the line setup has been absolutely critical for me. So I, I would want your opinion on which one's more important line setup or rod and then what line setup would you recommend for somebody who's like,
0: just wants to get into it and start catching the fish? Yeah. So I, I would say rod and line are both extremely important. I don't know that I would put one above the other necessarily. I think you have to have them both. Um, you have to have them both dialed in. Um, yeah. line is extremely important for casting distance and, um, yeah, pretty much casting distance. Um, rod is important for bite detection and for driving the hook home obviously. Um, if i was choosing line what i always recommend because i get this question a lot and i I have a video out there on it but i'm probably going to do some more stuff on this i personally like mono or i like braid um both are fine um i think if it was up to me i'd probably fish braid more than mono um i like six pound braid but it i think it is important to get a high quality braid um I think, I think you're better off if you spend just a little bit more because it will save you money in the long run and it'll also lead to less headaches on the water. So a couple of braids that I've found that I really like, I'd say the one that I actually like the most, but it's quite expensive, is the Spro. I think it's like a Spro finesse braid. Um, six pound test. It's a. I actually have a pink model. It's kind of pretty. Uh, and then I uh, I run four pound uh, Trilene Sensation. It's a copolymer. I, I just call it a monofilament copolymer. So it's like a coated... Uh, monofilament, but I use that as a leader. 10 bucks, gets you a spool of 330 yards. You mm-hmm. use that. You yeah. I mean, if you're using it as a leader, I mean, you'll have that forever. Um, yeah. so as long as you're not even it out in the sun, you know, you're going to be fine. Um, so that's kind of my go-to, that would be my staple. Um, I do use a lot of two pound monofilament. And when I say monofilament, again, it's that same copolymer, it's the trilene sensation. I've experimented with others. I would say that sometimes you, you find something a little a little lower diameter, which does lead to better casting distance. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was was it Gamma? Uh, it might have been Gamma that I was using that that was the case. However, sometimes that leads to just a little bit more brittle feel, and it snaps more often. So, Trilene Sensation is like the perfect mix for me. of It's really freaking strong for what it is, um, and it's still low diameter enough to get that casting distance. So, line. The reason I recommend 6-pound braid or 2-pound mono is because of the low, low, low diameter. What that low diameter does is when you're throwing something really small, it allows you to have a little bit more speed and velocity behind the line to where when you cast, you're actually getting much further. Because this is more so from a beginner standpoint for ultralight, do not be that concerned about it. If you want to use 4-pound test to kind of give yourself some security, that's totally fine too. Um, lastly, I will close it with fluorocarbon is fine, but I've had very mixed, um, opinions on it at this point in time, because I find that it's just very brittle. Any, any fluorocarbon less than six pound test has just found, I've just found it to be very, very brittle. And, um, monofilament has so much stronger, um, abrasion resistance in my experience that I can dog a fish out from under a dock. It can shred me up, but I'll get the fish and then I'll just have to snip off some line.
2: Yeah. I think nice. that's the, that's one of the big, that's probably one of the biggest re the, like the biggest things is getting that line set up. Cause the other thing that the braid is allowing you to do is, is sensitivity, like the immediacy of the feedback into your rod. Like yeah, I, that's what that is that. And, and visibility too. yeah, that's, that's the other thing is sometimes when you have, <clears throat> when you have uh like a, uh when you have a, a a really light a super light um jig you'll have some sensitivity but you're not going to be able to maintain contact the entirety of the time and if a fish a finicky fish or finessy fish picks it up like actually lifts it like comes from the bottom which is what they do and eats it and moves Mm -hmm. away you're going to see the bite before you feel the pressure or or see your rod tip move you'll see your line move and you can set the hook based on the visual fact that you're you're looking this way and your lines going that way. Um, and that was going to be the only thing that I'd probably add to what Ethan said. Is it's like a great call. He mentioned pink braid. Um, yeah. we've had people who are a hell of a lot better fish than we are recommend either white or the, like a chartreuse, like a super bright. Um, the nice thing about white, which I honestly still haven't put to the test, even though I have right there, three different white braids. um, Yep. is that uh it, it it is a little more invisible when the fish is looking up during you know during the daytime it's a little bit more invisible than like a chartreuse but both colors stick out quite a bit um against almost any background so that's okay. that'd be the only thing i would add I, I only have yeah i have one more question and well, then hang on. so on what that on that
1: point though there's a lot of guys in here going oh. like what's keeping this from breaking specifically a fish in the southeast who doesn't fish under 12 pound test so yeah i'm gonna let our guest answer that you yes
0: drag and using your rod um if you have your drag set properly there's no reason why when pressure is applied that your line won't get peeled out before it snaps the other thing is use your rod if you're Mm -hmm. putting if you point your rod directly at it and you don't let your rod bend of course you're going to snap out right (laughs) all the tension on the line if you use that rod and you let it flex and then when they want to run, you let them pull that drag, you're fine. I've caught like 30 inch pike on two pound test. I've caught, you know, I've caught carp. I don't even know how many pounds because I have no idea how to guess how many pounds a carp yeah. is. But yeah. I've caught big freaking carp on two pound test. I've caught all these things. And it's, it will surprise you how much stronger a line is. I, I was actually totally different subject, but I was actually talking to a friend the other day who's really big into big swim baits. And he talks about guys that throw big, big swim baits, two, three, four ounces on 12 or 10 pound test, even 10 pound test. Does that tell you that you can get away with lighter line? Absolutely.
2: Especially with a hook. does that. <laughs> and, and I think yeah. uh, the, the last thing I'll say is uh, um, Ethan mentioned setting the drag. So if you're a beginner angler, this is something that, you know, maybe you're used to not having to worry about it because you're relying on 20 pound braid with your bait casting setup. And a, and a seven, six or seven or eight foot rod. When you're using a shorter rod, uh, it matters more. So the way that I set my drag and you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, but, or, or if you have a better way of doing it, the way I set my drag, my thought is in my head, I basically grab the line right above where the reel, uh, where it meets the reel and I just pull on it. And in my mind, I need to have enough. I need to feel that drag come off, come off enough, peel off enough Hear that tick, 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 tick. Where the where the drag is coming off in my mind to know that if that rod completely bent over or got maybe eighty percent bent over, then I need to be hearing that the the drag needs to be pulling and it should be able to pull the drag off. So I'm basically giving the line a tug and I want to hear tick 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 with like a moderate amount of pressure, maybe a little bit more than what you would allow on like a heavy bait casting setup. And a heavy bait casting setup, if I want to set jig hook, like I can't have the drag impeding my hook set. So the drag's right. pretty heavy. I might pull on it pretty darn hard before I hear the drag or feel the drag go. And then in this case, it's going to be a little bit, totally a little different. bit lighter. Um, the exact opposite, basically. Where I, I'm going to rely on the drag to not bust my rod or break my line. Um, that's huge. Any, any issues with that? Does that is that kind of how you guys do it? You just basically I, pull I feel on like it that's and like, where, "Okay, that feels pretty good." Yeah, I feel yeah, like that's, that's where. where like, mm-hmm. Yep,
1: good. <laughs> you feel, exactly, yeah, it doesn't take much at all. There's no science it, You guys just listen for it feel you it. Have feel I, it out.
2: Yeah, you have it. to like in your brain be like, Okay, like, how hard am I gonna set this hook? Not very hard. And then knowing it... that I'm using four pounds, maybe yeah. six or even two pound test. um, You know what that break strength feels like just pulling on the line. And then you just have to kind of gauge it out. And it may, it may take I'm a and error, But that's really the, way to the do water. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. This, like, this, this, this is where a lot of people are coming choice. from. Like, like, I came from here. <laughs> it's like I was throwing jigs. Even with Neds when I found those, I was setting that way too high. Yeah. They're like, you gotta get used to it. It is a different feel, it is a different mindset. Just trust the process. People like Ethan are crushing it. Go watch yep. his videos. You'll learn about it.
2: We have one last thing, and we get to give no opinions, so you get to give no backup because we're out of time. Is and this is just a yes or no, is BFS, our BFS, which is a uh essentially we'll call it a bait casting setup mm-hmm. for Ultralight Tenestates. is our bFs reels and and setups for ultralight overrated uh,
0: I think bFS has a long way to go. I would say as of today um for ultralight yes bfS is overrated um for um light BFS is good, but i if you're talking one sixty fourth and one thirty second ounce jigs that is You need a very high-end BFS reel and a lot of experience to actually make that rig work well for you and actually cut down on time and effort. A spinning rod is going to do way better for you for ultralight fishing um, at all experience levels. Again, there's going to be some people that are like hardcore BFS guys that are going to hear that, they are going to be offended by it. But I think if you really take a step back, look at both options. A spinning reel at the end of the day can do so much more for really lightweight baits. Give it five, ten years. Things might change. hundred percent. And then it sounds
1: chatterbait on a BFS. That's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Fun time.
2: So (laughs) we're going to do our, we're going to do what's called slow roll. Oh, Jeff. We're going to do a giveaway during
1: said slow rolling thunder Yeah. So for, okay, fine. You you go ahead. You do the thing. No, you go.
2: We are going to do our giveaway. And while we do the giveaway, uh, we're going to ask some questions. So uh, if you've not participated in our prior podcast, the way that we enter our giveaways is all you need to do, you're you're in the live show, you're going to start chatting. You can type in whatever you want. Everyone's favorite thing to type in the comment is typically chat, C-H-A-T, chat, to let everyone else you're chatting. If you've chatted one time, from now on, you are entered in the giveaway. Good job. Thank you for chatting. You're entered to win. Then stay Uh, here then yeah stay make sure here, you, you stay have to on say you're alive we're gonna answer we you. we're gonna answer three fun questions very quickly this is called slow rolling thunder because it typically takes longer than we want at the end of our three questions we'll announce the winner and then we will call the show okay we'll announce it very quickly get it together we'll announce it after the second question all right first question <laughs> what is chatting. something uh, to to the to us on the show what is something that you spend a lot of money on not fishing that most people wouldn't or do not this for me
0: it's it's for all everybody all for you
1: ethan you're our guest <laughs> <laughs> you start we carry on <laughs> it's
0: hot. what is something that's not fishing related i was looking at the chats and it really distracted me uh what is something uh, that's don't not watch much?
1: that you can't keep up <laughs>
0: here's here's a really here's a that's really good example what was it what did you answer No, what is something that's not fishing related that I spend way too much money on? Was that more more than others
1: would, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll give you my answer. Um, and this is like oddly very specific, but like I probably have way too much money invested in like shorts for working out. Like I just bought a pair of shorts and I was like dumbest thing. I know it's so (laughs) stupid, but I'm actually like kind of I'm kind of like a huge, huge cheapskate. But like one place where I don't mind spending more money is like shorts for working out. Mm-hmm. That's my weird thing. I know, right. dork Easy for in. sure. You're up.
0: I'm I like to think I'm pretty rational with my money, and fishing mm-hmm. is my one place where I'm like an idiot. Um, so I, I I like to think I I put my money away and am more frugal in nature. However, some of the things that I do love to spend money on would be like coffee <laughs> i i just i love coffee Fair. Fair. good answer dude that's a
1: t- so that's a tough one i was thinking about it i would say like computer gear but i mean i guess a lot of people would like i feel like i have an unnecessary amount of this stuff going on uh you make money costs? off of this so right i mean yeah i dude, mean that's technically a job right investment. so i guess i wouldn't count that so i would say for me it's uh, God, it, it used to be i don't know like fitness shoes Fitness shoes, I used to get a new pair like every two to three months. I'd be like at my gym that I owned. I'd just be like constantly. I've gone
2: into Jeff's house and they basically have their own room. The shoes. Have (laughs) multiple rooms. (laughs) Uh, Whoever says I skipped leg day is literally out of their mind. Leg is. I am. I am a w- is
1: ninety percent legs. If you guys, I am don't
2: walking know. leg day uh, by body weight. I'm like sixty eight percent leg.
1: <laughs> Ho- homie is two twenty five, two hundred legs, leg <laughs> 20, 25 torso. <laughs> the head really? on leg.
2: I mean, I appreciate where you're going with that, but you're wrong. <laughs> are you are gonna tell me that I'm wrong? All right. Next question, and then after this question, oh, after this question, we're gonna announce the winner of the giveaway. Favorite roller coaster of all time. Ooh. I hate roller coasters. Yes, thank what? you, even I didn't no. have to say it first. That was right, going so, my answer. So hold on. Is your <laughs> answer then is your answer like some like really simple like Lego? Ride ride? Lego land. Dude, honestly, I, I've been on like
0: a couple and they like some were okay, but I don't I have zero desire wow. to go on roller coasters burn. God. Your your question sucks. This, that really
2: hurts me <laughs> in like a in like a bad place Sorry, because dude. I'm tell you right now, I could I could the free fall ones are difficult. I would uh, I could ride um, Millennium Force a thousand times, and Top Thrill Dragster is worth oh, the wait. Is. It is <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Oh, not only God. do I not enjoy the wait whatsoever, nor That's do I right. believe anybody does. The ride itself is just not worth it. Like, I just all
2: right. Well, this is a fun show, the so let's life, go ahead man. and announce our our giveaway winner, Chaz. Can you roll <laughs> the winner? <laughs> Who is it?
1: Ramon, ramon, oh, what a no perfect way. first winner come on yes 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 yes, yes, yes. yes. it pays to show We're celebrating
2: the show. because ramon is a friend of the show and he's, he's a wonderful a human being and we i cannot wait <laughs> okay. to just i'm gonna so ramon he says i'm you dead won? ramon you have won this giant bag that bag has alive. like all of this stuff and i'm gonna fill all these tackle trays with baits, yep. and i'm gonna put more stuff up here and because i know it's you I know stuff that you want and stuff that you don't have that you should have. So you're going to get a whole bunch of line. He's even going to put some of them. his
1: booty shorts
2: in there. First of I all, might. he's going to put his shorts in
1: there. Second of all, still all still uh, sweaty. I believe you're going to get several Lunker hunt dragonflies. You're probably <laughs> also going to get some, I'm not
2: mean <laughs> live target. All right. Fishes. So we are, uh, what we else? We are. We we are r- d- Ramon, do we need to give instructions to Ramon? Charles, what are the instructions for the winners of the giveaway? Ch- uh ramon the instructions Chaz are on the screen follow you, the instructions George. on the screen thank you chas all right uh i'm not gonna ask the last well, i'm gonna ask the last question jeff prepare to take us out Chaz, prepare to take us out beef sticks Perfect. or snack sticks you can only have one forever no not beef sticks like beef jerky like dry beef jerky like chunks like real beef jerky or snack sticks which one are you gonna pick you can only have one forever what is it beef stickers i'm I'm asking you is it Uh, beef like you have to you're going no not beef sticks sorry like beef jerky like traditional beef jerky like dried dried strips dried strips of beef jerky or snack strips like or snack sticks like a baddie pork slash beef standard jerky yeah standard jerky
1: i think that's uh, some some good like old trapper pepper would be like my jam because you can get the 47 pound bag you know like a strap on a nice feed bag of jerky
2: i i would say snack sticks i know and you the would. reason i love i World love beef awesome. jerky dude i have to the spicy the opportunity for spicy varieties of snack sticks yeah. has me from the get-go from the absolute get-go
1: love it anyways on that note of meat snacks let's go ahead and bail on this first episode what do you guys say uh, we had i had a lot of fun i don't know if you guys
0: did. Ethan, did you have fun was it a fun a blast. this is okay. awesome i hope to be back for like the 100th episode or maybe the 10th 20th that's <laughs> it nowhere in between just one yeah, 100. That's 100 that's it and then 100. 200 then 300 so
1: real quick for everybody else though where should they be looking for you i think we said it a few times the show but give them a shout out real
0: quick yeah, so I was formerly Online Outdoorsman, as they mentioned. It just recently changed to Fish Anything. So, on pretty much all social platforms, if you type in Fish Anything, you should find me. Still working on some of these things, but uh, you'll find me no matter what if you type in online outdoorsman or fish anything you'll find me <laughs> it'll come
1: up so honestly you guys go subscribe to this guy everywhere you can find him taught us everything we know about ultralight uh he's got tons of amazing reviews really appreciate you by the way man for showing up the first show short notice like really appreciate you extended the uh the the yes i'll be there uh, <laughs> rsvp so thank you so much for that man and we'll be sure to fish with you real soon and it's for you guys you can see us fishing mule stuff all the freaking time on the show. That said, really appreciate all of you in chat from coming out. Uh, congrats to Ramon Outdoors for winning the first of two, by the way. Did we mention that? The second giveaway is next week because these are two live episodes. These are our first recordings that'll be posted on podcast platforms, which will be live as of next Friday, October 7th. So if you guys could for us, I'm gonna remind you next week too on next Friday, be sure to go find the podcast on every podcast platform. You can give us a five star review, drop us a comment, help us blow this show up so we can do more massive giveaways like these first two. Next week, we're gonna give away another fish lab XL roller bag full of tackle as well. So if you thought you missed out cause Ramon won, you didn't next week, you got a shot. So be back here next week as well. Bring your fishing friends, anybody who wants to get better at fishing in general, This is the show for them. And thank you so much for kicking it off with this inaugural episode. You guys are awesome. Like, subscribe, do all the things, and we'll catch you next week. Chaz, ticks out.
0: It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed insured by NCUA.